Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and make power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. Is episode 433, excuse me, 443, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always... Big underscore Bane, who's a little under the weather. How you feeling, man? You know, I'm okay. I'll, I'll make it. I'll you make sound it. you sound different. We're not used to that typical jovial Bane I'm, voice. I'm just out here spreading these germs, Breaker. <laughs> the germ <laughs> spreader. Uh, well, it's a f interesting show this week, obviously, because we're kind of on the heels of maybe the biggest announcement in wrestling, right? To like. What's going to happen, we don't know yet. So it's kind of in that in-between period. We're going to obviously discuss that. we got some Ring of Honor news we're going to talk about. A lot of MCU news took place at Comic-Con this yeah. past weekend. I don't know if you followed that too much. We're going to dive into that a little bit. And then the new DC Superpowers Batman. We're going to let you kind of review that. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, been a rainy, rainy weekend over yep. here. So th that's kind of cooled the heat a bit, which is great. I mean, Temporarily. I, the heat is awful right now. I mean, yeah. I think even, like, Travis up in Ohio, like, Triple digit heat. It's all over the place. Yeah. And for us, it's temporarily cooled it down. Like next week, it'll be, I think by Thursday, it'll be back up into the hundreds, but it'll be like 101 for the high instead of like 106, 107, like it has been. But there was, yeah. a, there was a day after work, I went and got in my car and the uh, temperature gauge and there said 113. Yeah. I had, that's too hot. I had one day and it was, it cooled down like super quick, but as soon as I flipped it on, I took a picture of it and sent it to my brother. It said like 133. And then, like within a couple minutes of the AC, it cooled it down to like the teens. But I was like, I know that's not it's not accurate to outside, sure, but it's but like good <laughs> it's lord, like it's reading that it's that fucking hot in here. That's insane. It's literally like a sauna. Yeah, yeah, like that's way too hot. Way, way too hot. Not, not fun, but uh, that's what we're dealing with. I think everyone else is too. It's just uh, it's mm -hmm. just the heat wave of the summer, man. Yeah. Um, I think the problem with extreme temperature, hot or cold, is it's just it sucks. You know. Well, and when it lasts for like more than a couple of days, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like, let's move past this. Spring and fall, bro. Yeah. Isn't like, that the best time of year? Yeah. And, and the fact that like I got excited when we had this little cool off of like a high of 80 something, that really pissed me off. 
I was like, because yeah. I used to bitch about how hot it was when it was 80s. You know what I mean? It's like now that I'm excited about the highs being like 86, I'm like, fuck this. This yeah. is terrible. It's too hot. It's definitely been too hot. I know uh, anytime you deal with, like I said, extreme temperatures, hot or cold, it just it makes everything. Like cold, I mean, you're talking ice and snow, and it's just like, God, that's horrible to deal with. Yeah, both extremes suck. Yeah. 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 It just, it just sucks. But uh, anyway, we got some more positive things to talk about. We got some wrestling talk. So, uh what do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, uh, SummerSlam is this weekend. It is actually tomorrow as we record this. It is, well, it'll be yesterday when you're listening to this. Yeah. It's on a Saturday, the premium live event. I still don't like that. Love those PLEs, man. PLE. It just sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> I, get it's, I get it's not a pay-per-view, Yeah, but that's what it is, right? Yeah. It's a pay-per-view event. Like That's how we know it. Just, it. it rolls off the tongue so much better Yeah, than premium live event. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would yeah. rather them just call them specials. Yeah, that's not. I think that's the problem. Is if like with NXT, they never called them pay per views, but they called it like an NXT live special. It yeah. felt bigger than yeah. Like that would that would to me would sound better than a premium live event. Yeah, just not. It's not great. Mm. Um, should be a fun show. Now this is kind of I guess the first official like big event with Triple H at the helm of things. Like, yeah. do you feel like this will almost be like the rebirth of the new WWE to some degree? Definitely think so. I mean, I don't know if like all the changes are going to take place like immediately, but like, I think we'll see some things dropping at SummerSlam. I'm I'm kind of hoping it's like little by little we realize oh the shaky cam's gone. Yep. Oh, they're not doing that anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like maybe these little things will start to go away and it will start to feel like a you know a wrestling show again. For some reason, I feel like WWE's kind of fought that for years like yeah. we're not wrestling, we're entertainment. It's like, yeah, but it, it's it's wrestling. Like there's nothing there's nothing to be ashamed of to be that. It's just yeah. Because everyone tuning in is tuning in because they love wrestling to some degree, so like right. steer into that. Well, and I, I think I like I could be totally wrong here, but I have a feeling like if they were to just completely hit the reset button, it might almost be like too much too fast. Oh, I think I think you're right. I think you have to. Uh, like it's it got to be a slow go. Might be a shock to the system because it might almost like have a reverse effect where it's like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like this isn't even WWE anymore, <laughs> you know? No, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, AEW, I think, succeeded simply because it was an alternative. Right. It it And I saying this will probably get heat, but it's not like that their show is like light years ahead it's just different and i think sometimes that's all it, that's all it needs to be yeah. there's a lot of similarities to that in tna in my it's, opinion it's definitely not light years ahead yeah at, at all but yeah it is it's just a different show yeah it's a different show i do feel like they do they feature talents that i enjoy watching mm -hmm. which i think is sometimes just all that it needs to be is just hey it's a wrestling show and, it's and they they steer into that i feel like it's more um for the for the fans than TNA was. And I think that's what makes it more successful than what TNA was because Tony Khan, I feel like has his ear to the ground as far as what fans actually want more. Well, I think he's also a huge fan and he's got his faults. We'll get into that in oh, a little bit, yeah. but I think he is a fan. And so he's, he kind of knows like what the fans want. I think like Dixie Carter was a money Mark, right? Who thought 
I'm just going to listen to people like Hogan and Eric Bischoff, and they're right. going to take us to the promised land. And, and Hogan and Eric Bischoff don't really give a shit. About it. They got that WWE mentality where they don't really give a shit about what the fans think. They're going to do what they think is best. And, and what's weird is I felt like before they came on board, TNA was actually a pretty fun show. Yeah, they had their faults certainly, sure. but there, it wasn't like it was horrible. Like they had some good talents that they were utilizing. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. But yeah. then once like that happened, it's like this is not good. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, there's some similarities to all this stuff. At the end of the day, it's like it's if you're a wrestling fan, it's a good thing that there's alternatives out there. But I feel like this is the time for WWE to kind of like change directions. Yep. But again, like you said, it could be too much too soon. What would like to put you on the spot? What's something you're kind of hoping to kind of turn away from that they've done? Um, <clears throat> I don't really know. Like I, I, I mean, definitely the. The presentation, like with the shaky cams and the camera cuts, I mean, I feel like that's a big complaint a lot of everybody has, and I hope that is like the main thing to go. My like my big concern is I feel like people associate like edgy TV with curse words, mm-hmm. and you know we can use Jungle Boy's promo for like as an Christian example. Cage, you're a pussy. Yeah, it's like okay, like you sound like a teenager using big boy words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that shit's not that cool to me. I thought that promo was dog shit, by the way. That's totally side note. But like Well, Jung I think <sighs> Christian's promo work's been great. Yes. But Jungle Boy's never been a strong promo. So. Right. It will and, and it's like that one I remember like so when I watched that, because I was actually watching live and that one line I was like, Oh shit, like, okay, this is cool. But then it's like it completely fell back off, like immediately after that. He turned into like a whiny kid again. Like mm-hmm. immediately. I was like, Okay, this sucks. And so I don't know. That's that's total tangent on that, but I feel like that doesn't need to make it TV fourteen. I feel like you can have edgy shit. Like I think of like, um, uh, like not really edgy, but like I don't know. You don't you don't, I don't you don't need curse words to be a good product. And so I'm hoping WWE when they lean into this more edgy product, they don't worry about curse words so much. They just worry about having good shit. It's it's that weird thing of like sometimes I think. Because it's edgy, it's got to be like, oh, we're gonna have a hand, you know, the hand babies and that. That's and that's kind of where I felt like when Vince Russo went to WCW. That's like the focus. Yeah. When it's really, it's like, no, that's not really necessary. We don't need Viagra on a pole, right? Like to me, like one of my favorite moments the WWE did that I thought felt organic because it it kind of happened so quickly was when the Radicals were setting ringside at Raw. Yep. Because it's like they were just on WCW. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. They come in, they they kind of, the fight starts, they kind of have the fight, and it's like, oh, that that's cool. It, it, it's Obviously, it's part of the show, but it doesn't feel like it's, it feels more organic than just what WWE typically was presenting, I yeah. guess. And I don't know, like you said, that's kind of an edgy thing. Like two, you know, four guys from a rival promotion mm-hmm. jumping the guardrail, beating up WWE guys, like, Okay. Yeah. I'm interested. This is fun, it, but it doesn't have to be like them cussing and shoot yeah. promos and you know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Well, and like I, like I mean, I feel like Triple H did a really good job in NXT. Like when we think of the glory days of NXT, like that shit was PG, but like yeah. it didn't need to not be. Like he still made it good. Like that was really compelling television for the most part, and it was TV TV PG most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's like. He made it work. Like, I, I don't. I've never thought bad language was necessary to make a show good. I, I feel like it. I feel like it makes 
it makes it feel forced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when it's like they emphasize those words. You know, like I feel like it's different on like people like you, like our show and like other people's show where it's like they just drop f bombs and it, <laughs> it feels natural. You know, but like yeah. when it's they really emphasize you're a pussy. It's like, okay, but you rehearsed that in the mirror, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And I think with with Raw, I think what made it exciting back in those days, and this is just kind of going back and rewatching it, because rewatching it, it's not that, like, it's not that exciting. I'll yeah. be honest. Like, yeah. there's moments where I'm like, this is kind of cool, but, yeah. like, I remember the exact, like, the episode of Raw where Austin pushes Mike Tyson. And sure. They have the whole pull apart. It had great moments. It, had, it was a great moment, but, like, the Truth Commission wrestled on that card. Right. I'm like... What? Like yeah. the NWA invasion happened on that car. Yeah. That same night. Like it's it's one of those things you don't realize like the Rock and Roll Express were in the ring four segments ago. And yeah. now that's Austin and Tyson. Like, how is that in the same realm? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even it doesn't even fit. And so it's one of those things where, yeah, that moment was great, but that rest of that show, that's not the best. Mm. You know, but Raw felt chaotic in yeah. those days. It didn't feel planned and like me, I'm not this is just maybe on me, but I hate Kevin Owens hitting the ring and he's coming to the ring. It's like, we'll be right back with his match with Dean Ambrose. Five minute commercial break later, he's in the ring and his music still playing. Like yeah. this, it just feels so like put together and exact. And that, I don't like that. Like yeah. why, why didn't they have a, like, why was there a fight during the commercial? We didn't see it. Oh, it's, we well, got to tune in because right. anything can happen. Dean Ambrose ran down to the ring and, they well, started like, a fight. Or like, why wasn't he in the middle of a scathing promo to the fans? Right. You know, like something other than hit Because that means he was just standing there with his music playing for five minutes. <laughs> Super awkward, right? Right. Like, I, my favorite Jericho thing from WCW is reading the holds. Of course. Because he's like, number seven. Yeah. The Saskatchewan Super Staple Press or whatever. And, yeah. And they're like, my God, he's just ranting. Yeah. They go to the commercial, and then I guess... You know, he's in Chicago. He's like, hey, the Bulls suck. The Blackhawks suck. The Bears suck. And so they're all booing. Then he comes back. He's like, hold number 742. (laughs) Armbar. And they're just going nuts. But I'm like, that's funny. Because, you know, as a viewer, you feel like he's literally been reading his holds for three and a half minutes. Like, that's so funny. But it's stuff like that you don't really see anymore. It's now it's just it feels put together. I, I want to get rid of backstage segments that are like goofy and mm-hmm. you know like i don't know there's so many things they do that i'm just like i i hate the awkward interviews yep i hate the walking to the ring like up next and he's like walking like super yep. robotic it just i don't know there's that stuff it just doesn't feel natural to me i don't you know i i honestly don't feel like even aew has a full grasp on like backstage interviews and things like that because yeah if you notice like every one of their interviews like you, they won't get through an interview without an interruption like every one of their interviews, somebody interrupts. Like you can count on it, and it's like that doesn't need to happen every time. Like you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can have a legit interview. I feel like. I I mean I I feel like back in the day when like the interviewer like Kevin Kelly would like knock on Austin's door mm-hmm. and like get the hell out of here. It's like oh, okay, well he's not into talking right now. Well, right. That felt more natural than like my guest is Roman Reigns and he yeah. just walks in off camera like he's clearly standing right there. Right. It feels weird to me. It feels so formulaic that it's like, I can't stand this. And the guy leaves. The interviewer doesn't kick it back to the announcers. They just they just stand there awkwardly. And I don't I don't like that. And so that will be a little thing, but hopefully that's something they start to move away from. Yeah, hopefully so. I mean, I, I, I imagine there's going to be some good changes that happen. Uh, my, 
my my biggest hope still is that something happening with the mic there. I'm not sure what's going it? on. Did you not hear that? Uh, I, I mean, I heard. I feel like I heard it cut out for a second. Yeah, but I was hearing like a weird sound. Anyway, oh, I don't know. Some might. Some might do hope changes that could start changing. I'm still holding that hope for new titles, new championships. I mean, that's a big change for me that I want to see happen. Yeah, um, but but again, I think you know, like Triple H could have scrapped the entire SummerSlam card. Oh yeah, you know, completely change all the titles. I think it's it's a good thing to kind of take what you were given. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently, the Seth Rollins-Matt Riddle match is off, right? Yeah, I guess Matt Riddle got injured, though. But I don't think it's a real injury. You don't think so? I've heard it's it's not a real injury, but they're wanting to save it for that clash at the Castle pay-per-view. Okay. in Wales. So, do they... I feel... And then Rollins tweeted out something like, sorry, I'm not going to be at SummerSlam. Triple H tweets back, I hear you. Yeah. Like, so they're going to do something. Like, to me, like, that's the first step. It's like, ooh, they built intrigue now. What's Rollins going to do? Right. Who's he... Is he wrestling someone like... Is this something crazy we're not expecting? I know a lot of people are suggesting Gargano. Yeah. Um, he's the, f- there's two guys that I feel like are probably destined to come back now, him and Bray Wyatt. Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of other people are suggesting Bray Wyatt. I personally will be excited for either one, but I'm hoping it's Bray Wyatt. Dude, if The Fiend comes out, mm-hmm. SummerSlam's a hit. Yeah. I mean, seriously, don't yeah. you, do you not agree? Yeah. No, no, Bray Wyatt is their biggest star that they let slip out of their hands. I don't get how that happens. I think it goes back to one of those things where, like, Nick Khan just doesn't fully grasp the reasoning behind somebody being there. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but I think this is, like, the first step. Now, I do hear that. It sounds like somebody's rubbing up against the mic. Yeah, is that me? No, because you're, like, so far away from the mic. I'm so far away from the mic. I don't know. <laughs> it seriously sounds like somebody's up against the mic, though, like, doing, like, like bumping it. Yeah. That. It's weird. People are loving this audio. This is I, you know what? We have a ghost in our in our midst here. I I, is this is happening. my house. I really hope that's not the case. I hope it is. I hope I hope it's spooky in your house all the time. I will punch you if I get a ghost. <laughs> um, going back now to Tony Khan saying stupid stuff. Did you hear the radio interview? Or the, I say radio. The interview he did where um, apparently he was like, oh, no, we have Adam Cole till 2027. We have Malachi Black for five years. It's like, yeah, all weird. He's, he's nervous because, now. Well, because I, I think now that's a legit option. But, I mean, you think about it, though. This is good for the wrestlers because now, yeah. like, MJF leaving is, like, a legit, like, that could happen. Yeah. And we haven't heard his name brought up in weeks, so I don't know what the plan is there. Yeah. I think the only person who is 100% a lock to stay with AEW is CM Punk. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I don't. I think a lot of the heat between CM Punk and WWE was Triple H. Yeah, I could see that. And so I think Vince was a bigger punk guy than Triple H was. Yeah. And so I, I don't think CM Punk's ever going back to WWE now. Maybe maybe just for his Hall of Fame speech, because you know that'll eventually happen, you know, unless CM Punk's just like, I don't want it. Yeah, and that's possible. And that's very possible. But like I think he's the only one that's a lock to stay with AEW. I could even see Moxley going back to WWE at some point now that Triple H is in charge. Tony Khan, going back to that, like him doing that stuff out there. I mean, at this point, if people are not happy, they're just going to go with the best offer, right? Yeah, but, you know, the the bad news is, is now there's really only, I mean, I guess there's three, maybe four companies altogether mm-hmm. uh, because you can't go to ROH now because that's Tony Khan too. Right. So you, you either got, but, I mean, as far as money, it's WWE or AEW. I mean, sure. it's. 
Impact's not going to be able to pay you as much. NWA is definitely not going to be able to pay you as much. So, well, this and this is one of those things where it's like you look at guys like the Revival. I could see them initially. If I, well, I would have thought they went back, no, but I, it's possible now. Triple H used them well. Definitely possible. I say the Revival. It's FTR, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest factor for stars too, though, is going to come down to dates. How yes. many dates are they working? Because the money is pretty close either way you go. But how yes. many dates are you working? Absolutely. And, and like we've talked about it before, if somebody's going like me working four days a week now, if somebody's like, hey, I'll pay the same amount of money, but you're only going to work three. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> Let's do why it. Would you, well, right. Or, <laughs> well, you it's the same money, but you'll be working five days. Right. Well, why would you do that? Right. Like, no, I'm not going to jump shit. I'm working four right now. Now, that being said, <laughs> it's like it's a lot more money, but it is five days a week. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's do the math. Let's like, figure this out. Yeah. You know, is like, it worth that extra day? Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing. But I think Johnny Gargano, like, it's kind of one of those things that the fact that Khan didn't get him, he might have slipped through the cracks at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. And he's a guy that I feel like Tony Khan probably should have picked up pretty quick. Well, and that might have been a thing where he might, well, I'll get him later. Well, things change very quickly. But mm-hmm. do you think that this could be a thing now where it's like, hmm, Triple H might be in trouble? I'm not Triple H, Tony Khan well, yeah, and his company. I mean, I, I think it's going to be, you're going to see a lot less people be um, loyal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, loyal to the brand. I think it's going to be one of those things because now, okay. Are we officially fixed? All right. Jesus, I hope so. Nope, nope. I can't even hear me now. Can you hear me? There I we can, go. I can hear you now. Jesus, I went out again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you may have to go to a different outlet or something. Maybe. I'll be pissed if this thing already starts fucking up on us, though, Breaker. I know. We've only had it for, like, what, a, less than a year, probably? Yeah. Not very long. Um, But people like Malachi Black, who... You know, I mean, have been utilized. I think he's probably going to get utilized a little bit better. Yeah. Now they get that trios championship, which that's something we didn't even really mention. I forgot to write that down, but that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, uh, the trios title. That's kind of a fun idea. I have a feeling the House of Black will probably be the first group to be trios champions. Either that or the elite with I think it'll Hangman. Be, I think it'll be the Bucks and Kenny. Yeah. You think with Kenny? I think Kenny will be. I think he's back pretty okay. quick, and I think that'll be it. Maybe that's why they're doing the trios championships. Um, but I, I imagine that at least give them something to do, yeah. you know? Um, but who knows? But I, I could see, um, I could see it being house of black versus the elite. Yeah. But, but I could see Malachi black leaving at some point, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could see Rusev coming back. I was thinking Rusev too. Um, cause I mean, dude hasn't done a whole lot. Also, uh, Daniel, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, Talking about one of the greatest stories of all time, him and, and Triple H. And another guy I, I could see going, and he may not have as much of an effect on the camera, but I think behind the scenes, Arn Anderson. Yeah. I mean, he's not – I know he kind of lost a, a you know, a on-screen deal because of uh, Cody leaving, but Arn Anderson's going to be big for that company. But let's also not forget all the guys that Tony is making stars, MJF. Hobbs, ha, yeah, Ricky Starks, all these guys that have like unlimited potential. Wardlow, yeah, I could see you know that jumping ship eventually happening. Uh, you know, and not to say that they're, that's what they're looking at, but you never know, man. It's just one of those things, and so I think AEW will always be a viable option. But I could see, I could see in the next couple of years we start seeing like some AE or some uh, WCW Jeff Jarrett runs where it's like 
a year here, a year there, you know, then back for, you know, because that was kind of what he did for a while. And I don't even think there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't either. I'm all for people doing that shit. I, I think that makes TV fun. I mean, it kind of would probably make it hard to do long-term storytelling Yeah, with that type of stuff. But, like, I think stuff like that is great. Well, like I mentioned the Radicals earlier, like how great of a moment was that when you see those four guys and four guys that are great talents show up on Raw. It's like, holy crap, this is amazing. And they were all, all four of them were super hot in WCW when they left. And Benoit had just been the world champion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero was obviously a Wait, huge... Benoit was world champion in WCW? For a day. Oh, I did not know that. He beats... He, well, they vac- well, remember, Bret Hart got injured. Yeah. And they vacated the title, and they did Sid and Benoit at, like, the sold-out pay-per-view. Okay. Oddly enough, Arn Anderson was the referee, and I never thought about that, but it's like... He's referring the guy that stabbed him. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, very weird. And um, anyway, it's so wrestling uh, business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you how you work together. At, like, how do you go back to? Like, yeah, that's a little bit different than like just an argument. or I know it, I know it had been like four or five years, but that's I mean, tried to kill you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, holy shit. Anyway, um. Yeah, I guess he was so upset with the creative direction, he like threw the belt in the trash, and then they all left. Wow. And, um, yeah, and WWE swiftly signed all of them, which was a hugely smart thing to do. Oh, yeah. Just because having them show up on Raw. And that's also, too, like, I kind of want to go back to on Peacock and watch all the Raws from 2000 because, I mean, like, you have Triple H, top of his game. Cactus Jack is still there. The Rock is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, Taker eventually comes in as, like, the American badass. Yep. Uh, Austin comes in later on. But, like, Jericho's hot. Kurt Angle just debuted. The Radicals. All, I mean, that was such a hugely good roster. The Dudleys are on fire. Edge and Christian. I mean, there's so many good talents in that era. Well, and, and that was around the time Ray came back. Or was that 2001, 2002? 2002. 2002. So he came after the invasion. He did. A little ways, okay. yeah. Wow. I think it was smart, though. I don't think the invasion helped anybody. No, it didn't. But could you imagine if Ray had been part of the invasion? People like Ray. I mean, that would have made it so much a bigger deal. Well, I mean, right away, that's why it didn't work. You didn't have, like, the NWO. Yeah. You didn't have Flair. You didn't have Goldberg. You didn't have Sting. I mean, you literally had, like, Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrak, Sean Stasiak. It was all the lower-tier guys. Which Sean O'Hare should have been a bigger star than what he was. That guy was incredible. 100% agreed. And the only two real big names for WCW you had were DDP and Booker T. Yep. Was there anyone else that was a big name? Nope. And DD, I mean, those were two of the biggest stars. But like they, dude, when DDP debuted, I was I was stoked because I was a huge Dallas Page mark. WWE WWE did such a great job at making them seem like not shit. You know what I mean? When they were in WWE, like that, it's like you don't even like feel super like excited seeing them. I know <laughs> it was weird. It was super weird. Well, because he's like the stalker. Yeah. Well, like, and even Booker T. Like he dude, didn't. If, if they would have had DDP come out in the first night and just diamond cut Taker. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like literally coming out of the crowd and like Taker does his oh, yeah. thing and he get, drops him with a diamond cutter. Holy shit, that'd have been a cool match. Because oh, yeah. that's a fun match, honestly, DDP and The Undertaker. Absolutely it is. Terrible feud. Yeah. I mean, horrible feud. But yeah. that would have been such a cool like holy shit moment if they had done that and they just didn't do it right. But even Booker T, minus the Stone Cold thing, like he kind of felt like mid-card. He did. You know what I mean? Like it's like that was multiple world champion in WCW. Like but he, felt like he was mid-card in WWE yeah. for a long time. It's like he literally got to the top of the mountain, finally, in WCW. Mm-hmm. Which, that was one good thing I'll give Vince Russo credit for. 
Because Booker T wasn't a top star when they made him the champion. Definitely not. And him winning, it's like you just don't you don't imagine him as a world champion, right? Because it's like he's the TV title guy. Yeah, and a great athlete. I was a huge Booker T fan when he was TV champion. I loved it because the Harlem Hangover, all that cool shit he was Dude, doing. He he looked damn good with that title too. Yes, he did. Underrated title. I loved that title. And he's like finally gets to the main event level. Now he's feuding with Steiner and Nash and all those guys. You're like, okay, Booker T's legit. Comes to WWE and it's like an immediate drop, mm-hmm. almost. And well, what was so weird is he was not only the WCW World Champion, he was also the US Champion. He was, and it's like, how did Vince not see like, okay, this guy's holding two other belts? Clearly, he's somebody. It's almost like they wanted to drop him down a peg right when they got there, and that could be it, which makes sense. You know what I mean? Because it was a big feud between companies, and so you want to let him know, like, hey, you're not going to be the top guy here. Yeah. You know. That's what I think, and it's unfortunate, but that's just again, that's that Vince. We're gonna drop him down a peg, like yeah. humiliating people on live TV. I've never understood that aspect. Like, why? Yeah. Like, why are we doing this stupid shit? I don't like. They're doing tryouts right now before SummerSlam. I've been seeing that. Like, if this were like Vince, so, he'd put it on TV and embarrass these people. Like, why? I saw <laughs> Dwight Howard, who yeah. is like a huge basketball star. He did a tryout, and I was like, weird. <laughs> I was almost going to make that a note, but I was like, that's interesting. But apparently he wants to join the business at some point. He's a, like, I mean, I, not all basketball stars are, are great wrestlers, but like, like if he is athletic enough in that ring, he's a giant dude. He's like six ten or something. Yeah. Like if he was, if he can get it down, like, holy shit, he'd be a big star. I agree. I, it's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, if Logan Paul can do it, holy shit! And I think that's that's it. People are seeing Logan Paul. It's like, okay, if he can do it, I can do it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Speaking of Vince, rumor has it though that now he's kind of getting in trouble. Is he going to start his own wrestling company? With <laughs> a lethal dose of poison. Call it the Vince McMahon Wrestling Company. That'll show him. There's already the graphics of like Vince McMahon is all elite. Oh yeah, I mean it's just ridiculous, but. Um, <laughs> I think for too long, we'll see like the rise and fall of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Because this is like a pretty bad fall. Anyway, apparently he might actually be facing charges uh, for the hush money because it's like he, I guess he took it out of like company funds. Yeah. And more or less, he's going to have to pay it back out of personal money. And which I'm sure he's got. Of course. But it's, is that, is that right? Like, I mean, I've heard situations like I know people that I've heard of like, embezzled money from companies and companies have been like, well, if you pay this back, we won't press charges. It's like, isn't that against the point? Yeah. You stole yeah. like, I mean, you can, you can, Oh, they did this or they needed the money. No, you stole. You're, you're a criminal. You're a thief. Like you shouldn't be. Okay. Well, you pay, pay it back and we won't press charges. Like, no, they should go to jail. Like you stole, you chose to steal. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't think Vince is going to go to jail is what I'm saying. I, and I, I don't, I'll be honest. Like, Dude, I don't want to see an 80-year-old man go to prison. Like, I really don't. Like, if if they're going to punish him, put him on house arrest. You well, know I what mean? I mean? That, like, it'll be, be white-collar prison. Right. Like, like, dude doesn't need to go to prison. Um, he's damn near on his deathbed anyway. You know what I mean? Like, But wouldn't that be just such a weird ending? Super weird ending. Super I weird. I mean, literally top. This is already the super weird ending. Like, top of the wrestling world. Yeah. And if he'd have just retired quietly. You know, wrote off. It's almost like you know they say in the Dark Knight, you either, you know, die, die. hero, live long enough to see yourself a villain. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's it. I mean, dude, seventy seven, seventy eight, whatever he is. I mean, like, 
a good 12, 13 years past retirement age. If he would have stuck it out till 70, I think that was probably too long mm-hmm. because people have been complaining about the product for well over a decade now. Yeah. And so it's like, if he would have stuck it out till 70 and he would have been like, okay, I'm retiring now, guys. I guarantee you a lot of this shit wouldn't have came out, you know? I remember, um, you know, I've heard all these stories of like Vince ripping up scripts and redoing it. And I'm like, I, I, I start to think this is one experience I can share because I was there. I was an extra and it was the, the hype before WrestleMania 26, 2010. So this is like, what, 12 years ago, a long yeah. time ago. It was Batista and Cena for the title. Batista just kind of started turning heel and mm-hmm. doing that heel run. And the segment was going to be Batista walks out of the locker room with security all around him walking to the ring. That was it. Yeah. Him and Vince could not agree on how that was supposed to go. Yeah. I mean, it's a super forgettable moment. Right. I mean, like, who gives a shit? Right, right. right. The money is the promo in the ring when he, him and Cena go back and forth because you're setting up the match and the reason why he's heel and all that stuff. Anyway, Batista wanted a line. Vince didn't want a line. There's going, and Vince is not there. It's like a writer's going back and forth, which that has to be possibly difficult. Oh yeah. And finally they agree on Batista walks out. He looks at all of us. He goes, you guys know your role. Stay out of my spotlight. And then he walks and we, you know, follow behind how they wanted. And I'm sitting, I'm just thinking, I'm like, that's like, this is what you landed on. Like, that's the money line. Like, I mean, right. this is, this is, this sucks. Like incredibly yeah. sucks. Horribly bad. How can you be like, oh yeah, there's the money. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it just seems so stupid. And so I feel like that's been the holdup for a long time is that shit, yeah. that stupid shit that they're doing. And I don't get it, man. Yeah. I don't get it either, but hopefully we'll see some changes. Yeah. So, uh, Ring of Honor, we got some news there. They had their first pay-per-view, I guess, technically under the Tony Khan. I mean, he was there with the previous one. This is like since he's taken over. Him booking. Yeah, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, apparently, uh, it went. the show was great. I heard the FTR and the Briscoes was just like phenomenally good. Yeah. And I love both those teams. I think the Briscoes are amazing. Sure. Apparently, they're signed exclusively with Ring of Honor. Did you hear about that? No. Exclusively with Ring of Honor because of you know, Jay Briscoe has had some pretty, you know, not good things to say online over the years. Sure. That have not, you know, kind of got him in hot water. And I guess TBS officials don't really want him on AEW programming, but okay, he's now exclusive to Ring of Honor, as is his brother, which I think is good for them. At least they're there with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, but they had a great pay-per-view from what I gather. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But Jonathan Gresham made some news. Apparently, he's so frustrated, he cussed out Tony Khan before the show. Yeah. Um, lack of communication is the biggest thing I keep reading. I don't know the specifics. He ends up going into the show and dropping the title to Claudio. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are upset about that. Why? I think because they're like, oh, he's just an ex-WWE guy. It's like, oh, Claudio was in Ring of Honor for years, though. Yeah, Claudio was a Ring of Honor guy before he was a WWE He's guy. a Ring of Honor original. That's like where right. most people first heard of the guy. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That people are like that? It just fucking marks, man. Like, <laughs> just dipshits. Well, and it's like, Jonathan Gresham's a great talent. I mean, there's not not taking that away from him, but it's like he's not the biggest guy in the world, as people have pointed out. And is he the dude that wears like the octopus? Yes. Thing. I mean, like, dude's got a cool look. But sure. Like, and he's a great talent. Yeah. But it's like I, I feel like Claudio is a bigger star. Well, and not only that, it's like you you kind of have to know like they're trying to do something different with the company right because they yeah. want to they want to make a statement in their first like big pay-per-view and 
this to me seems as though it's like it's their NXT, right? I mean, right. you have Daniel Garcia, who's you know an up-and-coming AEW talent. He's in a featured match here, but you know he's on the undercard of AEW. Yeah. that's This is what that is. So yeah. I dig what they're doing. I think it's cool. But, yeah, cussing out the boss is probably not a good idea. I guess he requested his release. I don't think he's gotten it. But I don't know. Definitely, definitely wild. Is Tony Khan going to be one of those guys where he's just like, like, yeah, we don't, we don't fire people here. You know what I mean? Like, or we don't let people go. And like, even when they want to leave, he's like, nah, we don't do that here. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's prop. I will say this. I feel like he's probably the type will let people kind of cool off. A cooler head always prevails in yeah, almost any situation. Sure, but you think of like MJF, he's still technically signed like he never actually fired him never let him go but i think they're letting it die down sure i i think what will happen is mjf will show up probably like at all out and it'll be like oh shit that would be i mean that would be great but you know what if he doesn't you know what if like (laughs) it's like he's just being held hostage there you know but but what would be the benefit of that well same reason why wwe did it you don't go to the other company yeah but i mean like i i Tony Khan's a big cokehead, man. I feel like he's doing a lot of crazy shit. Well, I, you might be right. I don't like, know. I just I'm sitting there thinking, like, but like, why? Like, you're yeah. not using the guy. You're not making money off of him. Right. The only thing you're doing is not allowing the other people to make money off of exactly. him. Exactly. And I mean, like, I feel like that's his punishment. Like, I mean, again, could be wrong. <laughs> Nose to the corner. Timeout. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's exactly what it is. I feel like that. Hell, you may be right, dude. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, all outs coming up. If he doesn't, if he, if MJF shows up, we'll know the answer. But if he doesn't, like. I feel like we'll know the answer. If he shows up, what does he do? I, I mean, mean, it's got to be a huge, like, take out be, somebody, right? I feel like it'd probably go back to Wardlow. I mean, the only other thing I can think of is that he just interjects himself into the world championship scene uh, mm-hmm. because that's when Punk's going to come back, right? That's the rumor, but I don't know if he's going to be cleared in time. They haven't started any promotion, and it's going to be in August. It's this oh, month. yeah, I mean, it's, so probably not. Yeah, I mean, it's possible he shows up Wednesday, and they do him and Moxley, and they kind of, you know. I mean, the it, titles together. it could also be one of those things where, you know, maybe they're waiting until Punk is cleared mm-hmm. because Punk was the one during that promo that came out. You know what I mean? So it could be that if, if there is an actual storyline there that they're trying to wait till Punk comes back to work that story. Well, that's what I mean. I feel like Tony Khan does have many faults, but I feel like he's trying to do the right thing with his talents. Mm-hmm. Lack of communication is going to happen when the company grows because he can't personally answer everything, I'm sure, right? So, like, otherwise you'd get literally nothing done. Like, I mean, Steve Austin has said when he was top top guy, he'd call Vince, he'd, one ring, hello, you know, like yep. he's answering. Said so now he, he usually calls me back, right? Because he's not the top guy anymore. Right. But I'm sure if Brock Lesnar calls Vince, you know, back when he was running things, sure. yeah, he's going to answer right away. It's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you know, it's just it's a different it's a different world sometimes yep. when you are the top guy. And, you know, I think with Punk coming in and and Danielson coming in and all these guys, like, the landscape of AEW changed pretty big in, what was it, 2021? Mm-hmm. With all these new names showing up. And, and I'm sure guys that were considered top weren't anymore. And so it changed things. And, you know, yeah, so going back to, you know, Triple H at the helm, Moxley might be getting an exit plan together. You never know. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's done bad in AEW, but who's to say? Yeah. Regal is also very tight with triple H. Absolutely. Is he here for the long run? Is his contract more than a year? Who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I could definitely see Regal going back to AEW or not, WWE. I mean, being a bigger player there now. Yeah. I mean, I think it's there. there a lot of people could leave yeah. 
And and then like you look back to all the guys like Dark Order guys that have kind of left, and it's like, oh well, yeah, we could have we'll go and bring them back, you know, or whatever right. it might be. So I mean, the, the thing is, is like AEW can't be making money. Like I feel like you know what I mean. Like they're spending so much. They're spending a lot. Yeah. Like yeah, they feel like they can't be super profitable right now. It's hard to say because I don't know how profits work. I mean, they're doing a they're doing good money with action figures they have to be yeah i mean that's true i mean their pay-per-view numbers are always up yeah their tv seems to be a pretty good deal with the turner so i don't know i mean well that's true i mean maybe they maybe they're doing fine when they announced that they had record profits during the pandemic i was like what like you're not even doing live events well that was also because they were firing everybody sure right and but i mean they they were so i don't i don't know i don't know how it works but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future yeah we got a little bit of movie and TV talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Break Up and Bait Up at the Movies, yeah. This is Break Up and Bait Up at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane at Comic-Con this weekend. They announced a whole bunch of stuff in the MCU Obviously, we had a tournament about the worst of the MCU. It's safe to say that it's not necessarily your thing. Um, and I mean, the, I like the MCU. But it's not like your favorite thing. I, I think you look at it more what it is than, than a lot of the fanboys, probably yeah. like myself. Um, I feel like the MCU has taken a huge dip in the I, last, since it like in-game. I, well, that's what I was going to say. I felt like it should have been over at the in-game. I mean, yeah. Like, it's at a certain point, it's like, oh, just keep pumping out movies and TV shows and stuff. Yeah, just for the sake of making movies. Yeah, yeah, that's all they're doing. Which, I mean, I get it, you know, as a company, movie company, you have to keep making movies. Right. But, like, I felt like it shouldn't be a continuation of the MCU. Like, we're continuing the story. It's like, no, the story's over. Like, right. give us something different. And I think that's kind of like with, you know, them talking about, you know, Fantastic Four now and yeah. the new Avengers films that they're announcing, Blade, and new, new series. Blade, some- Blade sounds dope. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Super pumped for that. Uh, we got, it looks like a new Daredevil series. Yep. With the same actors. Mm-hmm. There's rumor of a new Punisher series with the same actor. Yep. There's also talk of a, I saw this one Twitter account and it's keeps saying like all these things will be announced, but they're not announced yet. So it's like, you don't know how official, but I guess uh, a storm from X-Men series is happening on Disney plus. Okay. Okay, that sounds fun. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of in the works. There's also that Thunderbolts, which I had never even heard of. Oh, yeah, the villains. I looked it up, and I was like, oh, that sounds dope. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll be super cool. Yeah. Um, there's a lot happening, so I'm I'm excited for it. It's just, I don't know, man. I feel like there's they're kind of on that downward slope, and it's like you really, like you need that come yep. up real quick. And I think those Avengers films kind of all happening when they did was that point, you know, because there were some... But I don't know, like, I feel like even when, like, Guardians hit and Ant-Man, the original hit, there's not a lot of hype, mm-hmm. but they were, like, great movies. Right. What they're putting out now, it's like, eh, these are okay. Like, yeah. they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them, but they're not everyone's favorite. Well, and I think also, too, they were all part of a bigger story. Yeah. So it made, like, it made sense. I, I think if a bigger story develops that could include all these newer people, then okay. Like, I might go back. Because, dude, I didn't really get into the MCU until, I think... Maybe that first Avengers film. Sure. Like, I didn't really give a shit. Like, they, like the movies were fun, but, like, I didn't really, like, I, 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 I didn't see all of them until after, like, they all started coming together. I didn't think that, I don't think people knew what that was initially. I certainly didn't know with Iron Man that that was going to be the start of, like, this huge right. franchising. But, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of an interesting thing to see what they're doing. Um, 
with so many movies and shows happening, it's kind of hard to keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that might be a a problem moving forward, but you know, we'll see. I mean, good on them for trying something. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, We got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. So we got a little bit of toy talk here. So big underscore man, I'm gonna do this over the next uh, two weeks, I guess. Last week I showed you the new superpower Superman mm-hmm. that came out. This is Batman, uh, of course. He's a favorite of mine. I know he's a favorite of yours. We all love Batman. Um, a lot of people are actually kind of disappointed disappointed in this figure. I'll let you look at it because the original superpowers figure was kind of the more light gray and light blue color scheme. Okay. This is a little bit more modernized with kind of darker colors. Kind of the darker blue and gray, but still a great figure. I mean, just overall, I love the nostalgic look of these, man. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I I, I really don't see much wrong with it. I mean, I think the the face looks cool. Um, the cow looks great. Mm-hmm. I mean, the colors don't bother me. I mean, that could be a nitpick on other, maybe from people who have the original line, I guess. Yeah, but is it supposed? To, I mean, I know it's supposed to be. Retro, but is it supposed to emulate the original? Not necessarily. Not so I'm saying, I like, I mean, if if it, unless it's supposed to be like we're recreating the originals, then I mean, who gives a shit? Yeah, like I think I think it looks cool. I mean, it's to me, it looks true to the the comic Batman that they're portraying here. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I dig it. I think it looks great. I did see. Uh, this is another thing I didn't make a note of this, but it's kind of worth talking about. Uh, Marvel. Or Hasbro, I'm sorry, put out a, a thing where I'm sure you've seen it now. And we've talked about it a little bit how a lot of toys are kind of going away from plastic more to a cardboard. Yeah. It's a new thing where it's like basically you can't produce as much plastic. I don't know the whole story on it, but it, I don't know. It really, it really hurts the action figure market yep. to not be able to put them in plastic because that's what we've all always known. And again, like that, that figure doesn't look as cool if it's in a cardboard box. Yeah. The whole being visual of it is what gets us to buy it. Yeah, I mean I think I think definitely you should be able to see it before you buy it, but unless you're like just mint on card, I don't think it's as big of a deal. You know what I mean? If you're opening it, taking it out, the, I think the only downfall is that you just can't see the figure before you buy it. Well, but at the same time, there's been a lot of here more lately, especially with Mattel, there's been a lot of figures that have had the wonky eyes. That's what I'm saying. Like so that's a problem. Yeah, because then you'd have to return it, and I mean, yeah, that, that's where the big problem is. But if you're mint on card, like, would you even want to be mint on card? I wouldn't. If you can't see it, yeah, yeah that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it takes it kind of takes away from it. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, anyway, Has Hasbro announced this won't affect vintage style lines because they do that Marvel Legends three and three quarter line. Mm-hmm. Similar to this, it's a little bit smaller, of course. And it's got like the clear plastic box on the card for sure. the figure. They act like it's not going to affect that. So I'm kind of wondering if like lines like this might be okay to stick around because it's like it's less plastic than like the elites or Marvel Legends, which have a ton of plastic. And maybe that's where they're like, yeah, that's okay because it's a lot less. I don't know, just a thought. What's I, I don't understand the purpose of moving away from plastic because it's a government thing. They're not allowing it. The government's not allowing it? Yes. That's my understanding. That makes no sense. 
they don't want the uh, waste, I guess. Plastic's recycle- recyclable. I agree. Like that, that makes zero sense. Like, I, I don't I, I don't want to speak out of my ass, but that's... I know, I know someone who has some inside information, which I can tell you about off the air. I don't want to put his name out there, but he basically said the government's not allowing companies to produce as much plastic due to... And apparently, like... So if you buy a... If that's true, that's like one more tick in the box of, like, why our government sucks dick. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Well, okay, so... <laughs> and that's, like, trivial as fuck, but, like... Right. That's just dumb. Well, and his, his, his what he said was... It's not even just toys. It's all products. Right. How do you sell lunch meat without plastic? You can't. Right? I mean, you can't put that in cardboard. I mean, the, the thing is, is like, there's only so many times you can, re, like, recycle plastic. Right. Like, eventually, you just can't recycle it anymore. That's why they have, like, the numbers on the plastic, you know. But, like, it's, it's just make them use plastic you can still recycle. Like, like you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Not to mention on collectibles, a vast majority of them aren't throwing them in the trash. Right. They're hanging them on the wall. So why does that matter? Right. That has been my thought. So like, are we get what about plastic bottles? Are we getting rid of those? Dude, I, I'll be honest. That shit right there is probably our biggest waste of plastic. 100%. Yeah. If that's what they ought to get rid of, like put it in fucking aluminum. You know what I mean? Like yeah. get rid of that bullshit. And I think we'd be all right. Well, that and that's that's, wouldn't have to make toys suffer. (laughs) Well, that's what that's what's been weird about it to me because I thought I thought this was a toy company decision. Yeah, and I was told again, I don't know all the information. I'd have to do research, but it was like, no, this is not a toy company decision. This is like above that. Basically, you have to do this, or you're going to get fined. And there's no way in hell McFarland Toys and Mattel are bigger offenders and wasting plastic than Coca Cola. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> everything they do is plastic. Right. There's just no way. There's nothing on a bottle that's not. Right. And so let's go back to glass. Let's go back to just straight up aluminum cans. Forget about plastic bottles. Right. And then that that's going to be more expensive. Yeah, I mean, glass would be, but just don't. Here's the thing. Don't buy soda because yeah. it's just like terrible for you anyway. Right. Sorry, soda hunter. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, are we doing water and aluminum cans? Like, that would be so weird. I mean, liquid death does it. I mean, I mean, it can be done. I'm yeah. just saying, it's just, it's just like it'd be, it'd be a, here. Here's another, here's another concept. Just like, don't like only use like reusable bottles for water. Yeah. Like I don't like you've seen me bring that one cup over here. I got it in my car right now. Like I don't buy bottled water at all or canned right. water. I just re- reuse that with filtered water. Yeah. Well, and that again, I don't think it's that people want bottled water. I think it's it's a. Uh, it's a convenience factor. Well, it's one of those things if you're out and you actually just are thirsty as shit and you need something like, yeah. But like for the most part, like I feel like you don't people will buy those 30 packs of water and just go through them all in a couple of days. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, you yeah. don't need to do that. Yeah. And that's the thing is I do like the one gallon jugs. Yep. But you know, and I use, I have a filter on my refrigerator. I use that for yeah. water. So I don't really see the issue, but right. again, you're right. I mean, that's to me, I never thought about it, but that's a bigger offender than, this and toys yeah so i don't know i don't know the whole specifics of it but we're seeing it more and more mattel's kind of showing that they're show have more stuff mm-hmm. in the cardboard and hasbro's doing it i assume mcfarland will follow suit i don't know it's just yeah but then i wonder like uh like chella and zombie and all these independent toy companies are they gonna like not do plastic like who's gonna they probably don't even follow 
You know what I mean? I, that's that's my thought. I'm like, it, it just there's probably a lot of stuff they don't have to follow because I mean they're kind of independent. That was my thought exactly. So I I am not a fan. I don't know anyone that's like, oh man, this is great. All cardboard action figures, but yeah, it's kind of dumb. I mean, and I feel like I've mentioned it when we first started talking about it. Like, unless you're like one of those giant plushies that you can just that you have to just sit in there and zip tie down, you know, like it doesn't make you sense to just have a cardboard box for a toy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not a fan, but unfortunately, I feel it's like the direction we're going. You, how long do you think that'll last? I don't know until fans quit buying it because of it. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, to me, it's a deterrent because it's like you can't see the actual figure. Yeah, you know. So I I don't know, but I don't know how many people would actually like deter for, away from buying it. I think it depends on what you're into. Yeah, you know. I mean, if you're wanting to buy something, I think you're going to buy it. But at the end of the day. It is what it is, right? I mean, if, if they mm-hmm. can't control it, I mean, are you just like, well, I'm done collecting now. It's like, well, right, maybe. I don't know. But when you start thinking about how plastic is used, I don't feel like toys is a big factor in that. No. And I mean, like, from what I understood, it was like if they find a Mattel toy package in the dump, they're going to find Mattel. I'm like, okay, but who's digging through the dump? Right. Part of it, you remember earlier this year, Everyone kind of got all up in arms about the new tax law. If you made too much money, mm-hmm. you're going to have to fire. So you have to be careful with PayPal and all that stuff. I'm like, but are they going to monitor every single person's bank account? You know what's funny about that is I still don't know, like, the the actual rules on that. Like, I don't know if anyone does. It's never been, like, completely cleared up because, like, on one hand, I've been hearing that, like, it's if you just only make $600 in a full year. You got to report it. And then other times I've heard like, well, no, it's only if you deposit $600 at a time, then they're going to. That makes more sense. Which that makes more sense to me, too. But like, well, that would be a I've flag. never I've never heard that been stated by actual reputable websites. <laughs> right. It's always it's always a third party. It's the TikTok it's, guys. Right? It's always it's always if you it's always stating like, no, if you make 600 or more you have to report it. That's what I've been seeing from like wall street journal and like, you know, Forbes and all those reputable websites that deal with money and shit. And it's like, but everybody else is like, no, it's only if you deposit 600 at a time, it's like, well, which is it? Like, it's yeah. gotta be one or the other. Like that makes more sense to me that they would monitor if you have $600 worth of deposits at once right. in a single day, like that makes more sense. But like, well, the thing about the whole PayPal thing that got me, you know, and I PayPal Venmo, all that shit. Right. Like, that's a big thing for paying people back, right? Right. Like, not a secret. I collected money from a bunch of people to buy gifts for Jason Wolf. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, that's not my money. You know, I'm using that money from everybody else to buy shit for him. It's, right. it's, a, it's a gift. Right. So, I don't see how that could be taxed. And, I mean, a guy in my work brought this up. And this is a really good point. Like, when you earn your paycheck that gets taxed when you go to spend your paycheck that gets taxed it's like double tax yeah on yeah. everything and it's yeah. really shitty yeah that's I, I think that's why a lot of people are um say the taxation is theft <laughs> yeah i mean right <laughs> because they're straight up taking your money yeah twice yeah you know so it's it's just a shit deal mm-hmm. and then toll roads and all those other bullshits that they put in it's like yeah. what the hell yeah toll, toll roads are the biggest scam in oklahoma that's a whole other topic but like our our Oklahoma government is like one of the most crooked governments. Like it just seems off, doesn't it? Very much so. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. But anyway, so um, 
Back to action figures, I guess. Like we have a box of thumbtacks right there, and that's in a plastic thing. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, they could put that in cardboard. That doesn't matter, but they don't. Right. So I don't know. It just it just seems off. I think. Yeah. Not to mention, and I and again, I haven't bought a figure that's been in a cardboard package, but I bet it's not in there loose. I bet it's in a plastic bag. Inside the cardboard, unless like a unless it's like tied down. You know what I mean? Right. But <laughs> isn't that just off yeah but i mean most of those ties i mean they have the little metal or whatever thing to like weigh it down but it's usually wrapped like those zip ties not zip ties i mean yeah, zip ties are twist plastic, ties right but the twist ties even if it's that like that's like a plastic thing that's around the metal piece so it's like i mean they're still using plastic maybe it's a little bit less but like <clears throat> i don't know i think it's just just doesn't make any sense it really it really doesn't i see like this is this says one, and that's that's a recyclable plastic. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So there's no reason why it can't like, be recycled. Like, if you busted this open, the cardboard and the plastic inside can both go in the recycling bin and be recycled. Yeah. So it just it, it makes no sense. That being said, I think there's a big issue, and this is a totally different topic, there's a big issue that people in America don't recycle. Yeah. I remember I worked, I'm not, like, super, like, let's all recycle. I don't give a shit. People do it if you want. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to work for a print shop right out of high school. And I remember throwing away full trash cans full of scrap paper because yeah. I would. One of the things I did was cut, so I'd cut the edges off, mm-hmm. throw them in a, dump, a trash can. Once I got full, I dollied it out to the dumpster and threw it away. Yeah. And I remember asking him, like, like, is there a reason why we don't re- like recycle all this paper? I mean, it's just literally like yeah. tons of paper. And he goes, it costs more. And that to me is like the problem for who. For the company. Really? Yeah. He said to, to recycle, we would have to make. I'll get like a recycling bin and pay for the service. Yeah. yeah. And he said, if they made it cheap, people would do it. And I'm like, well, there you go. Like, yeah. so it's like, why don't they do that? But for, for the individual person, there's a, there's a lot of like community um, recycling bins that look like those big dumpsters. Sure. But they're the recycling bins. And that's what we use. There's one right down the street from us. Then we'll just take all of our cardboard. We'll actually like it starts looking trashy in our house for a little bit because we'll have like right by our front door, just one giant box filled with cardboard. And mm-hmm. once it gets full and we know all the stuff for the month that's came in, we'll take it down to the, the recycling bin. Right. But even that's not super convenient as opposed to just throwing it in the trash yeah. can. Well, it's not, but it's also those boxes are so big that right. like it would fill up our trash can like yeah. quick. And that, and that's what I mean. It's like, why can't they just, if they, if this is such an issue, mm-hmm. make it easy. Right. And then it's not an issue anymore. Right. Because, yeah, people are just going to, if they don't want that, they're just going to throw it away because that's yeah. easier. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole deal. But Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, thank you guys for checking out the show. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. Uh, of course, we want to shout out some of our podcasting buddies like Jeff and Scott at the uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Make sure to check them out. Give them a follow. Absolutely. And check out Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Oh, yeah. Also, check out Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with our pal Ruthless Ryan Davidson. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. And, of course, the twins over there. Definitely. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Check out Trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one only Jason Wolf. In fact, he's been uh, doing all kinds of videos for WolfaCon. 
Have you been yeah. following those? I haven't seen them. You haven't seen them? Uh-uh. On the Chop Shop? I have not seen them at all. On the, you need to get on Twitter more, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's showing I, all, I, all the Chop Shop stuff he's doing. It's awesome. I honestly don't scroll a whole lot on Twitter because it's just it's so much. Yeah. So if it's not like right there, like within the first couple of scrolls, I just I, I miss it. I can see that. Yeah, but he uh, he's showing basically everything he's got planned for a while. All, all, awesome. A lot of good stuff. It's awesome. really, really cool. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And then, of course, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Check all those guys out. Uh, check out my other podcast. You know, it's Fake Right with me and a special guest. And then, of course, the TV Toy Cast every, start, starting back soon every Thursday. And then uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Check out the archives and maybe a new show sometime soon. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, check out all of Bane's music over on Spotify or Apple, including his new track, Stone Cold. Yeah, um, pre-order. Yeah, the new album. Two days from the time this drops, so this coming Tuesday, it, the album's out. It's so, out. Yeah, so you'll be able to hear it. So, people who listen on Spotify, you won't be left in the dark anymore. It'll be up and uh, available. Yeah, it'll be up and available for everybody. So this coming Tuesday. So I'm this this album is really, I think, uh, probably going to be everybody's favorite. I think everybody is going to who who has listened to my music in the past and enjoyed it. I think this is going to be the one that people actually like really dig. You think so? I, I do. I think people are really going to be excited about this one once it comes out. I think I dig that, man. Do yeah. you think I know this has been your official exit from rap. Do you think you might rethink that then if it's such a no, no, you're just completely done. No, I'm done. I mean, I mean, I'm approaching 40. Uh, like I'm not going to not going to rap anymore. <laughs> gotcha. I'm done with that. But it, it's one of those things like I might perform some of these live if, sure. if I do more shows, but like I'm not going to, I'm, I'm done rapping. What about uh, any news on that next album? Yeah, it's still, it's still coming out. Um, I, I'm just waiting to, I, I got to get the artwork done for the cover and then uh, just got to upload it. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's done. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Oh so, yeah. I know you got it all mixed. That's like the hardest thing though. Yeah. And actually that's, it's, Still, like, there's still things I'm, like, kind of unhappy with as far as the mix goes, but it's, like, one of those things. Like, I could try to perfect it forever, you know, and I'll just never release it, so. It's never perfect, right? It's never going to be perfect, but I think I have it good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Stay tuned for that. And then, of course, if you have a beard, check out Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beard balm, beard oil. Make that beard look spectacular. Absolutely. Anything else? Oh, also our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Watermaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, you can also check out TB Toycast. Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Tales from the Estate, In the Marbles, etc., etc. Check out all those shirts as well. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.